All right, the next problem, we have two towns, A and D. They're both located on, um, well, they're located actually, A is three miles and B is six miles from a straight river. Uh, we'll look at a diagram in a, in a minute uh, that'll make it more clear. Okay, C and D are the points on the river closest to A and B. And the distance between those two points on the river is nine miles. The two towns are going to be supplied water from the river from a single pumping station. So we're going to build one pumping station on the river that will supply both towns with water. All right. And the question is, where should we put the pumping station so that we have a minimum amount of piping necessary. So I think if you don't quite understand what's going on, and I understand there's a lot of words here, but um, a picture, a diagram, hopefully will clarify things. So here is, here is the diagram that sort of uh, explains what's going on. This is town A which is three miles from the river. Here's the river in here. Okay. And this is town A, three miles from the river. The closest point on the river to town A is called C, right? Here's B, which is six miles from the river, right? And here's the point closest to D on the river closest to B, rather, it's called D, right? We're going to put the pumping station somewhere in between, right? And then we're going to lay pipe from the pump station to A and from the pumping station to B. And this amount of piping is what we want to minimize, right? Okay, so this is a diagram. Take a look. Try to see what's what and who's who, right? All right, so the question is what? Where to build the pump, pumping station, right? So if we say to build the pumping station X miles from D, right? So that this distance is X, right? And if this whole distance between C and D is 9 miles, then this will be what? 9 minus x. So in other words, if this is 2 miles, then this would be what? 7 miles, right? 9 minus 2 would be 7 miles, right? All right. And the amount of piping, right, is this section of pipe and this section of pipe, okay? And these are both what? Hypotenuses of right triangles. So we can write the length of pipe, L, okay? If we do this one because it's a little bit easier, this is what? Well, do you remember Pythagoras? Everybody remembers Pythagoras. What does Pythagoras say? The hypotenuse squared is the sum of the squares of the sides, right? So this length squared is equal to x squared plus 6 squared, 
right? So the length itself is what? The square root of x squared plus 6 squared. All right. And now what about this length of pipe? Well, it's pretty much the same thing, except that we have a little bit more complicated expression for this side of the triangle. So why don't you take a second and try to figure out an expression for this length of pipe. Okay. So this length of pipe is what? The square root of what? Of 3 squared is 9 plus what? 9 minus x squared. All right? All right, let's multiply things out a little bit. So the the pipe that we'll need is what? The square root of x squared plus 36 plus the square root of 9 plus, now if we multiply this out, we get what? 9 squared is 81 minus 9x minus another 9x is minus 18x plus x squared. All right. So this is what? The square root of x squared plus 36 plus the square root of x squared minus 18x plus 90, right? Which, because we know we're going to have to differentiate, I'm going to write as x squared plus 36 to the one-half power plus x squared minus 18x plus 90 to the one-half power. Okay, now, before we go any farther, let's talk for a minute about the domain of, of this function. Okay, what, what about x? How big can it be? How small can it be? Well, certainly the smallest, right? Remember, we're trying to minimize this distance, right? So the smallest that x could be would be 0, right? Certainly if x were negative, then x would be on this side, right? And, I mean, you, no, I'm sorry. You can't have a negative distance. Just leave it at that, right? If x were more than 9, then what? The pumping station would be on the other side of point C, which means what? We definitely are not going to have a minimum distance. So so x can be what? The smallest it can be is 0, right? And the largest it could be is 9. If x is 0, you put the pumping station right at D. And if x is 9, you put the pumping station right at C, okay? Otherwise, if x is negative, you go to the right of d, which makes no sense if you're trying to minimize the distance. If x is bigger than 9, you go to the left of c, which again makes no sense if we're trying to minimize the distance. So we'll just have as a simple (coughs) domain, 
right? X is between 0 and 9. All right, so now what? We have an objective function. We're trying to minimize this distance, right? It's a single variable, so we don't have to worry about a constraint or substituting. So what we have to do now, though, is find the derivative. So the derivative dl dx or l prime is what? Well, it's a little bit complicated now, but why don't you take a second and try to get the derivative of this first term. So this is what? A generalized power rule or a chain rule. Right, so what's the derivative of x squared plus 36 to the one-half power? Do you remember? Okay, well, hopefully you said, oh, I know how to do that. It's the power, one-half, times that same function, x squared plus 36, to one less power. So one-half minus one is negative one-half. All right, times what? The derivative of the inside function. So that's what? Times 2x, right? Okay, hopefully everybody was good on that. And then plus, we'll do the same thing for the second function. Okay, so it'll be what? 1 half x squared minus 18x plus 90 to the negative one-half times the derivative of the inside function is 2x minus 18. All right? That was the easy part. That's finding the derivative. Now, the more difficult part is to find the critical numbers. All right? So let's simplify this. A half times 2 is 1. So we have x over, okay, right? A negative exponent is over. The half power is the square root. So it's x over x squared plus 36, right? Plus a half times 2x minus 18. Right, is what? x minus 9. So it's plus x minus 9 over the square root of x squared minus 18x plus 90. Okay, and that's supposed to equal 0. Right? All right, which means what? That x over the square root of x squared plus 36 has to equal what? Negative, right? So I'll write negative x plus 9, okay? Right? Because when this goes on the other side, right, it comes, becomes negative over the square root of x squared minus 18x plus 90. All right, so now what are we going to do? Do you remember how to solve a radical equation? Well, in this case, what? It's fairly easy 
we could just square both sides and the radicals will go away. So if we square both sides, right, we get what? x squared is x squared, and the square root squared is just what's inside. All right? When we square the right side, we get what? Negative x times negative x is x squared. Minus 9x minus another 9x is minus 18x plus 81 over, right, squaring we get what? x squared minus 18x plus 90. Okay? All right. Now, if we multiply, right, if you have... um, a over B equals C over D, right? One fraction, we have one fraction, equals another single fraction, another single fraction. Then what? Then AD has to equal BC, yes? Sometimes people call this cross-multiplying, or you can think of it as multiplying by the common denominator, the B's, right? leave AD and right the D's reduce and you get BC. So so the bottom line is what? That X square times X square minus 18X plus 90 will have to equal X square plus 36 times X square minus 18X plus 81. All right. Okay, so if you multiply this all out, right, which you could certainly do, a calculator would certainly come in handy, right? We would get, well, here we don't need a calculator. x to the fourth minus 18x cubed plus 90x squared right, will equal what? Well, here it's a little harder. We're going to have to multiply the x squared times all three of these guys, and then the 36 times all three of these guys. So, okay, we'll do the x squared first. We'll get what? x to the fourth minus 18x cubed, right, plus 81x squared, All right, now it's the 36's turn, so we'll get what? Plus 36x squared, okay, minus, what, 18 times 36, so 36 times 18, 8, 4, 28, 36, 648, okay, so 648, x, okay, plus 36 times 81, okay, is 6, 3, 8, 4, 28, 6, 1, 9, 2, 29, 16, okay, which if we then, right, simplify this whole equation, well, the x fourth, x fourth on both sides, they go away, 
okay, we have minus 18x cubed minus 18x cubed on both sides, so they'll go away, all right? If we then bring the 90x square to the right, we'll have what? Minus 90x squared plus 81x squared plus 36x squared is what? 27x squared. Okay. Then we just have minus 648x plus 2916 equals zero. Okay, so I just uh, rewrote the equation, erased the board, right? And now actually, uh, with a calculator, you could easily do it. Without a calculator, you're going to have to probably trust me. If you divide by x by 27, right? Certainly, 0 divided by 27 is still 0. But if you divide by 27, believe it or not, you get x squared. Well, that's easy to believe. Here you get 24x, right, 648 divided by 27, everybody knows, is just 24. And then plus, right, I'm sure this is in your uh, times tables that you studied, right, is 108 times 27 is 2,916. All right, so we have now a much simpler equation, and again... It might uh, take you a couple minutes to factor this by yourself. A calculator um, would be very easy to solve this. But actually, this factors into x minus 6 and x minus 18. Okay? It's easy enough to check, right? x squared, right? 6 times 18 is 108, minus 6x minus 18x is minus 24x. So then we would have what? x is equal to 6, and x is equal to 18. Right? If you remember, we talked about what? The domain for x was what? 0 to 9. So this is not in the domain. Okay, so again... Our only critical number is x equals 6, right? So if we could show that what? x equals 6 represents what? A relative minimum, right? Then we could, uh, we could promote the relative minimum to the minimum or the absolute minimum by the only critical point test. Right. But now how are we going to get how are we going to convince ourselves um, that this is a relative minimum? Well, in the past we've been using the what? The you remember the second derivative test. The second derivative test, if you look go back and look at the first derivative, it was what? Product rules, right? Generalized power rules. So what we're going to do instead is use the first derivative test, and we're just going to pick the first derivative and evaluate it a little bit to the left of 6 and a little bit to the right of 6. Okay, here 
I really am going to ask you to use your calculator, right, to verify that the derivative at 5.9, okay, is negative, and the derivative at 6.1 is positive, right, which means what? The function, right, negative derivative means what? The function is decreasing, then we had the zero, the critical number, right, the horizontal tangent, and then what? To the right of six, right, the derivative is positive, so the function is increasing, which makes what? Which makes x equals six a relative minimum, and then again, by the only critical point test, the relative minimum becomes okay, becomes the relative minimum becomes the minimum and again some people call it the absolute minimum. All right? Okay, this problem, there was quite a bit of algebra involved, but the, the procedure was pretty much the same as in the previous problems.